And I'm Colin. And this is Frederick Uncut. We're talking about what you're curious about across the county with a new episode out every Tuesday. Today, homeless rates in D.C. and Baltimore dwarf those in Frederick County. But what you might not know is that Frederick County is experiencing a four-year high in the number of unaccompanied students experiencing homelessness in the school district. While these challenges of homelessness are serious and may seem insurmountable, Ed Hine has made it his mission to reduce that rate and offer help to this growing population. Okay, we're here with Ed Hine, um, pretty much the, the brainchild behind SHIP, I would like to say, correct? Um, I wouldn't go quite that far, but, but thank you. <laughs> well, you, you founded it, no? I'm a co- I, I identify myself as a co-founder, yes. yes. Um, and, and we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to talk about um, some things that you guys have going on, too. I see I just noticed right now you brought a poster in. Do we get to keep the poster? You may. Okay. Absolutely. Emma, that's yours. <laughs> nice. I'll hang it in my room. That's, okay. There you go. <laughs> no, um... Yeah, so you're working on this um, ship kind of sleepover thing, and I've been getting right. emails all day about it from uh, the different schools. And oh, terrific. Can you, you tell us a little about that? Certainly. Well, you know, we, we've always, um, I think, done a good job as an organization of engaging the public. Um, and as I've always said, I think SHIP's success in doing what we do for homeless children in the school system and beyond here in Frederick County is, uh, is largely d- based upon uh, our ability to mobilize the community. Um, we were looking for a method in which to be able to uh, have youth join us in that mission effort. And uh, so we had an idea based upon a very successful event in Iowa that's been going on for years and years uh, where they hold a sleep out um, at Drake University Stadium. And we thought, wow, what a novel idea could really appeal to youth of all ages. Uh, youthful mindset, and uh, we w- have been working closely with Frederick County Public Schools, Mattress Warehouse being another, um, Matten Development, uh, Matten Properties being another, Roy Rogers, and so many other organizations who have kind of climbed aboard and said, this is a wonderful way in which to engage our local youth, helping our local homeless youth. Um, so uh, it takes place at Tuscarora High School Stadium, uh, on October 13th, we will greet everyone as they arrive, uh, pre-registered, uh, beginning at 5 o'clock, and we feed them, uh, courtesy of Roy Rogers, restaurants that evening before we move into a full-blown entertainment night. Uh, we're bringing a very large stage, sound system, lighting, a drone overhead, filming, uh, and live streaming. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of fun, and uh, at the conclusion of the entertainment program, we will then adjourn to sleeping overnight on the high school stadium field. In the high school stadium field, no mattresses. No mattresses, okay. no. no. <laughs> yeah. and, and we're told no tent that requires stakes. Uh, but, okay. I, but I do know that the more modern tents don't require stakes any longer. So, But yeah, uh, certainly a ground covering, sleeping bag. Uh, if we have inclement weather, uh, we will uh, make the decision a couple of days in advance to move to Frederick Indoor Sports Center, uh, where we will um, uh, adjourn there and, and have the same program as well. So, um, you know, if you want to learn more about it, you can go to shipfrederick, uh, that's all one word, dot com forward slash sleepover. Wait, you would go to um, uh, the Frederick Indoor Sports Complex and sleep on the turf? We would indeed. There's a lot of those grainy, have you ever been on artificial turf, Emma? I'm sure. 
<laughs> I'm sure I have it at some point. Yeah. There's like that grainy stuff that that comes, yeah. Yeah, th- th- this is old style, uh, and and we're only going there, frankly, if we know 48 hours in advance whether right. we have something like a nor'easter coming that's just imminent. Uh, but otherwise, it's rain or shine at Tuscarora High School Stadium. And how do you pre-register? You can go to shipfrederick.com forward slash sleepover, uh, and that has the entire information, all the detail. Um, how much is that? F- and you pay a fee to register? You do. It's a $25 fee, and we're asking, encouraging everyone who does register to also join us in some fundraising efforts. We're asking that everybody try um, and work to raise $150 per individual. A lot of teams are, uh, are are being organized, and I think that's the best way in which to be able to do that is to join a team or create a team. Um, we follow FCPS um, requirements, so for every five students or five youth, minor age youth on a team, they have to have an adult, a chaperone, uh, age 25 or older, uh, just to kind of care and look after the kids, so to speak. But it's open to all ages, uh, 11 and older. So middle school and high school students can can participate, and certainly adults as well. So does that registration fee go to, you know, the fundraising efforts, go to SHIP? It does. In addition to any, it does. hoping, hopefully, other donations. Exactly, exactly. And, and so we, we do this year-round, whether it's this event or other uh, rather unique events that we've created to, again, engage the public. Um, our intention is to generate as much funds as we can um, to be able to support our programming. What other events have you done before? This, I'm assuming this isn't the only fundraising drive you've... No, no. Well, two weeks after this event, uh, we have our fourth annual Ships Soiree and lip sync competition. Uh, yeah, wow. and that's we been a big really hit. Good lip singers. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's been a big hit, and, uh, and we love it, and we just let people be themselves and over the top with entertainment and creativity. So um, last year, uh, the winning team was from Frederick County Public Schools. Uh, the team was named Lips Inc., short for Lips Incorporated. Ooh. And uh, But we had Frederick County Bank out. We have this year Bank United, uh, New York, New York. Uh, we've got quite a few teams uh, added to this year's roster. Now, what is that a ticketed event? It is indeed, yeah. It's being held at American Legion. Okay. Our theme for this year is 50s and 60s American rock and roll. Um, so we always try and pick a theme so that the teams can actually organize themselves and choreograph and, and learn and rehearse their music uh, within a certain genre. So that's that's the genre for this year. We do a really crazy event um, in April called Walk the Plank for Ship. Uh, this year it was held in mid, mid to late April. Um, and it was an improv. Basically, we selected 12 local celebrities, people who have some renown and rapport in the community, uh, who um, became pirates for a day. And they were dressed in costume, they had a character role to play, and the storyline basically is is that these 12 pirates have arrived by mistake uh, in the 21st century in Frederick City. They made a wrong turn in the Chesapeake Bay and ended up in Carroll Creek. And uh, they've been brought before a English magistrate in this case to, uh, to uh, basically hear a review of their modern-day offenses. Um, and so, in essence, if they, in this case, don't raise enough funding for a ship on a personal basis, they could be committed to walking the plank for ship. So it's, it's, it's improv, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. We work very closely with Fredericktown players, and uh, they did a wonderful job. And uh, we live-streamed, uh, had a lot of fun, had a live studio audience as well. 
So it's those kinds of things that, again, uh, we're rather unique. It's a serious subject that, that we're faced with in, in dealing with homeless youth in our local community. Um, but we give ourselves the right to have some fun in doing the things that we feel necessary at the end of the day to do. Yes. Oh, go ahead. I'm so, sorry. yeah, let's talk a little bit about what CHIP actually does then. Yes. Um, and I kind of was seeing a few different numbers, and it, I, maybe you can tell me, how do you um, measure the success of your work? Because if you look one place, you'll kind of see one thing, and it, depending on how you define homelessness, sure. depending on who you're looking to, I've seen uh, record rise uh, this year, mm-hmm. drops last year. So how are you kind of measuring the work you're doing and measuring what's going on here in Frederick? Well, well first, uh, if I may, to, to, um, to best define what means homelessness in this case, there are 1.5 million homeless public school students in this country that are homeless at any given time during the school year. That is a Department of Education figure. Uh, nationwide, and the definition is, is basically determined by federal law, a law called McKinney-Vento. It was created in 1988. It's been updated many times since, including one recently. Um, so every public school system that is receiving federal money um, must report on the number of homeless children in that particular public school system. Here locally, out of a student population in total of 42,000, uh, last year, at the conclusion of the school year, we had 848 students that were defined as homeless pre-K through 12th grade sometime during the course of that school year. So as we started school earlier this month for the new school year, we start at zero, basically. So you'll have registration data that will basically determine at that point in time, are the, is this family and is this child living in homelessness? In the case of that definition, it is typically based upon the instability of, of housing security. So um, things like uh, is the child living in a stable, secure, safe environment with some consistency? Uh, typically, that's not the case for these children. So that's invariably, and it's always driven by economic necessity. So what you'll find here uh, anecdotally are um, there's dozens, at this very moment in time, there's dozens and dozens of Frederick County Public School kids, students, that are living in homelessness by way of staying in long-term economy motels, uh, shelters. Uh, We see it all, cars. Uh, What uh, about a student staying with a friend? Is that... Kind of if it's your... if it's based upon economic necessity, okay. that that's defined as being in transition, i.e., homelessness for this case. Uh, a lot of shared housing, uh, a lot of couch surfing. Now, out of the 848 students in this school system that were homeless last year, 162 were unaccompanied. And what that means, another definition, is they are no longer living under direct supervision of a parent or or legal guardian. So that means they're out of the household. They either fled the household or thrown out or just left. And, uh, and that's the most concerning figure because these are kids, not always teenagers, not always high schoolers, that are highly vulnerable, um, living from couch to couch to floor to floor each and every single night. So that's, the, that's our top priority in who we serve. Um, we started out four, four and a half years ago providing basic daily necessities for these kids as identified by Frederick County Public School personnel. So food, new clothing, funding for enrichment activities, uh, emergency shelter, uh, typically for the families on a very temporary basis so that case management could, as a family has first fallen into homelessness, and it happens every single day here, 
we then kind of cover and try and stabilize the housing needs for the very moment, and that's typically in hotels or motels, uh, particularly if there isn't any capacity in the emergency sh- uh, family shelter system here, which is, is very reduced capacity. So we will actually try and stabilize the situation while case management, typically through other agencies, will really try and figure out, okay, what's what's to be done here? Um, about a year ago, year plus ago, we started uh, New Horizons. Uh, it's a counseling and system navigation program. So we have social workers on our payroll, funded in part by the state of Maryland, Governor's Office for Children, and our local management board here, where we, we uh, interface with homeless high schoolers on a daily basis. Uh, our social workers work with them face-to-face. We, we basically take referrals from counselors or other school personnel. We enroll them in our New Horizons program, and we will go through a needs assessment. We'll basically determine what are their priority needs versus their, their midterm and longer-term needs. Our goal is to help these kids essentially end the cycle of poverty by helping them complete their secondary education. And sadly, the graduation rate for homeless high schoolers in FCPS is literally half of what it is for the general population. But go figure. If you don't know where you're sleeping tonight, what you're eating tonight, and life is a real big mess and, and you're a child, uh, even a teenager, you, you've got some other priorities besides school, uh, more often than not. Yeah, you you said 162 homeless, unaccompanied students. Uh, we had a story a few months ago. It said uh, as of May 1st, it was 160, so that number grew by two. Yeah. Uh, it also the story that I'm referencing also said that it was the highest recorded number in the last four years. Why do you think that that number increased? Um, it's a great question, Colin. I I, I think uh, what we've kind of come to is that there's always been a higher number than reported. And I think the, the so-called system in that, in this case, this is Frederick County Public Schools, has done a better job of identifying these kids. Um, and, and I think that's really what has driven the, the larger number. Uh, I, the general belief is, I mean, yeah, the, the student population in, in, in Frederick County Public Schools has grown, what, I'm not quite sure, it was probably eight to 10% over the past four years as well. But um, but I still think that the, the job has come, the better job has come from better identification practices. And these students who are experiencing homelessness are typically identified through counselors, as you mentioned? Counselors, uh, the registration process, the registrar, uh, and others, basically. I mean, I, I think what happens is you will have a big influx of, of numbers as, as the first day of school starts, and the registration data basically will best determine you know, what, what, what the situation is. Obviously, circumstances and lifestyle, life changes occur during the course of the school year. Uh, that adds to the numbers, but we'll see within a matter of three or four days the end of September numbers, uh, which will give us a good indication, frankly, as to how we're starting the year, of course, compared right. to this time last year and years previous. Um, now, realize that school started two weeks earlier two years ago. So obviously we didn't have any August numbers this year, whereas we did in the past. Hmm. What I, It's impossible to make homelessness extinct. You mm-hmm. know, uh, what that said with SHIP in terms of goals, where would you like to see things in five years, 10 years, 15 years? And really what will it take in your mind to get those unaccompanied numbers down? Well, I think in our case, um, what we're trying to do, and, and we're intent on creating a host home program for these unaccompanied youth, even minor age children, um, 
by the end of, of next calendar year, next uh, 2019, there are successful host home programs across North America. We've studied them. We're working very closely with a technical assistant uh, agency that really specializes in home host home programs out of New York. They're helping us to basically develop processes and protocols. Uh, we will turn to the community, and we will ask the community to help us provide shelter for these kids in host families and host homes in their local school districts so these kids can complete their secondary education. Um, in order to be able to house minor-age children, we have to change the law, and we are actually working with our local delegates here uh, to do just that. Uh, we could open up, a, if we were prepared, a host home program for 18 years and older today. They're technically adults. The biggest need is is um, is below 18, um, and we feel that that will be in part our ability to house and shelter these kids, again, while they complete their secondary education. I think the bigger piece here is um, I think what you're finding is um, because oftentimes these kids who are homeless, uh, the majority are intact in families. Um, you've got all sorts of... Um, circumstances, life circumstances that have caused homelessness. Um, and and I'm, I'm embarrassed to tell you, you know, before I started this work, um, I used to go to, you know, Inner Harbor in Baltimore and downtown D.C., and I would see homeless people on the streets. Um, but, again, I'm embarrassed to say that there was all, while I was empathetic to what I suppose their life was all about and their circumstances they found themselves in, I always felt a certain piece of me was that, well, as adults, they played some role, some responsibility in the condition they found themselves in. And I can tell you four to five years later, it's, that's not the case at all. That is not the case at all. I, I think what you find is, and I think there, there are circumstances that I think we can all kind of relate to, things like veterans and veterans' homelessness. Um, you know, we, we hear the stories about troops coming back faced with PTSD and all sorts of addictions and how do you cope and manage through all that, uh, all that trauma. Um, the same applies for families here. I mean, we know that looking at the Alice data that's come out of United Way recently, uh, the cost to, to live here in Frederick County have, has continued to escalate and more and more people are living in the margins and, and on the edge. Um, I think what we typically see nowadays in these intact families is single-parent households, typically a mother with multiple children. Uh, father is not in the picture. Um, mother is, is stressed and trying to keep a head above water, working multiple jobs. Um, we see this also in the case in the motels. People that are, are forced to live in motels, and these are not great places, to be honest with you. Um, you know, the, the mother of the single parent household, single parent, is, uh, is working, working multiple jobs, and, but they have lousy credit history, they have no um, cash backup, and so they can afford to pay for the hotels, hotels, motels, but they can't afford to get into rental housing because it's security deposit, first and last month's rent, good credit history, so on and so forth. So a lot of those, pe a lot of those families are forced to go elsewhere, and in this case, it's, it's motels. So I, I think we've got a society issue here. Um, I can't begin to even think about how to solve that. Um, you know, our, our effort is really trying to stay focused upon the kids, help them get educated, help them to live a better life, help them to live as their peers, their house peers. 
help them to, to enjoy their childhood. That's why we're so committed to funding for enrichment activities and after-school activities because these kids, think about it all as adults here, we've, we've thought about you know, where we are in our position in life, and it's largely a direct result of what opportunities we were afforded when we were kids. We discovered passions, we discovered interests that have led us to, to this room, basically, and what we all pl- do and play as a role here. So um, we want to be able to help these kids who are really challenged with homelessness to be able to live a fuller life and complete their education and be with friends and, and see a real future for themselves. So that's our, 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 our portion of that is just really trying to help them realize that. With that in mind, do you have any stories uh, through your time with SHIP uh, that really, really stick with you? Is there, is there a certain example maybe of inspiration of, of something that you have experienced? Multiple. Um, little things like um, a need for a child has a desire to play the violin. And I'm not sure where that came from. If I recall the story, um, the mother used to play the violin and t- told her young kids that that was something she really loved to do as, as, as a youngster. Um, but regardless, this child expressed to her elementary school uh, administrator and counselor that she would like to try the violin. But obviously there's no means to be able to, and violins I've discovered are expensive. Um, so it was, it was run up the flagpole. We were told that she wanted to learn how to play the violin. She was homeless, uh, living in the shelter at the time, as a matter of fact. And so we turned to music and art and we said, can you help us to locate a violin? And they gave us a brand new one valued at over a thousand dollars, probably a little overkill for a beginning student, but that was okay. Uh, so, I mean, it's the, and you know, and I've, I've run into her mother since, and that was probably two years ago. And, um, the child is, uh, is just thriving at, at, the violin, and that's just a, an expression of other things to come for her that she's involved with right now. Probably the thing I'm most proud about is an example, and I certainly can't betray confidences, and I can't even identify where where this child um, goes to school. She's a high schooler here in Frederick County Public Schools. Um, fled her, her parents' household. Uh, parents, um, as I understood it, were raging addicts, um, and she left. Um, and eventually moved in with somebody um, outside of the school district um, uh, who's been looking after, uh, if I understand correctly, a friend of a friend. So this person has cared for her for literally the past year and a half. Um, this is a, the child's a very bright student. She is now a senior at a local high school, um, doing extremely well, taking AP classes um, uh, on various sport teams throughout the school year, and she is bound and determined to pursue a college um, that offers a top quality psychology degree and so she's just set herself on that course and she is determined to the point where now she's reaching out to people that we might know who are psychologists because she wants to intern Um, she's close to choosing a school um, that she's going to go to she's determined to go to college um, and, and that's that's a shining example I think sadly that isn't always the majority of the cases but in this case, we, we were really pleased and really happy and very proud for her 
that she, and this took a lot of initiative on her own. Um, I, I think in, in the day we had little to do with her success, but we were there when it was needed. And uh, we, we looked after her through the school um, and school personnel. And she is just a top performer and she's bound for some great things. Do you personally interact with you know these students a lot face to face, or is or is that more seldom? Other seldom. Okay, okay. Yeah, our, our counseling staff, okay. who's made up of social workers and then supported by a resource coordinator, work face to face typically with these kids. Why ship? Why was you're the executive director, co-founder? Was there something that inspired you to start this? Um, I've been a professional marketer all my life. I've worked for some very large, successful companies uh, domestically and internationally. And uh, I was minding my own business, doing my work literally five years ago. Uh, I checked my email at the last uh, of the day in mid-November of 2013. And I happened to receive an email from a person identified as the homeless education administrator for Frederick County Public Schools. I didn't know this person from anybody. And I was on an email of maybe 50, 55 people. And the email was a urgent request for a pair of shoes for a 12-year-old boy who was uh, without parents, was couch surfing at a local middle school, and all he had for a pair of shoes was a pair of flip-flops that were falling apart. So I, I, I was stunned that somebody had a working job title, homeless education administrator. It just never occurred to me. Just I mean, If I thought about it long enough, sure, I guess there are homeless youth in, in our local community. It was just stunned. Um, And then to be able to hear about this child's challenges. Um, So frankly, being lazy at 7.30 at night, I cut and paste that email that I received into my Facebook feed and pushed it out. And it wasn't 20 minutes later that I had the first knock at the door from a friend of a friend because it had been shared many times over even by then. And uh, the friend of the friend said, here's those pair of shoes you were looking for. Now, this was 8 o'clock at night. It had been dark for four hours already. It was uh, light snow flurries. Wind was howling. So people were motivated to get out. Two days later, I had two cargo van loads full of clothing and footwear for that one particular child. And a day later, I had over $1,000 in cash from complete strangers, people walking up to me saying, you don't know me. I don't know you. Here's some money for you. Spend it wisely. And that was the impetus, along with others, other co-founders now of the organization, who said, well, what's, what's this all about? We had to go, we were compelled to go meet with the homeless education administrator. And we learned that this child was one, over, one of over 600 kids in the school system at the time that were homeless. So we were like stunned of the magnitude of the issue. And it just snowballed from there. And eventually we went to the school system. We said, we'd like to be able to help you all because you're, this is a big issue. You've got a very small staff, a very small budget. Uh, what can we do to help? And they said, well, we'd love to accept your assistance and support, but you have to be a nonprofit from which to be able to do that for us. So that was the single motivation for us to incorporate and become a nonprofit literally in 45 days' time. Hmm. It was just, it was remarkable. We were on a path that to this day, it's, I'm still pinching myself. So my my personal life changed for the better because I came to realize that there was another calling. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not a religious person, but I like to think of myself as being somewhat spiritually inclined. And to be able to receive an email from a complete stranger that that began this journey of my own, um, and here I am today. Here we are today. 
Well, I know you're a busy man, and Emma's definitely busy. She just got back from Las Vegas, and she's very, very <laughs> tired. But before you go, one more time, if you could kind of give us the information about the sleepover and what's going on and how people can learn more. I know you already did it, but... Certainly, Colin. be happy to. Yeah, um, SHIP's sleepover to benefit homeless youth is taking place Saturday, October 13th at Tuscarora High School Stadium. Full night of entertainment. We're sleeping out on the field afterwards. Lots of food, lots of... Um, Fun. And how, how, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but how can people learn more about SHIP as well? Certainly. Well, go to shipfrederick.com, uh, and on that main page, you will find also our event section, um, and you can find out more about the uh, sleepover at shipfrederick.com forward slash sleepover. Great. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.